What is up, wrestling fans? Welcome to episode number 425 of the Smart Out Moments Smack Talk podcast, Hot Tags of the Week, where we will be breaking down some of the current events, rumors, news, gossip, and everything else that went down over the past few days in the world of professional wrestling, sports entertainment, the wrestling biz, whatever you want to call it. I'm your host, as always, Tony Mango, and joining me, as always, is Robert D. Felice. I prefer to call it the Fake Fighting League. <laughs> yeah, the uh, bunch of dudes grappling. Kind of thing. Uh, big, big sweaty men slapping meat, you know what I mean? <laughs> According to Big E. <laughs> Go check out the, uh, the most recent New Day podcast, everybody. It's funny. One. Uh, but thank you for checking this podcast out, and we will see you next time. It's, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Uh, we obviously invite you all to join in on the discussion in the comments below. So if you are listening on the audio only platforms like Stitcher and Spotify and so forth, then leave the uh, that platform, hop on over to YouTube where you can actually leave a comment and hit that subscribe button. If you haven't done that already, ring that little notification bell to be aware of when we post new videos and leave a comment below after you hit that like button on the video as well. So we got some stuff to talk about here, and I think we should just start off with the most unfortunate, the oldest news, and the sad one. Rocky Johnson passed away. You should know that by now, because this is well over a couple days old, but you know we're catching up to the hot tags from the last week that we didn't get a chance to talk about. Uh, they've pretty much said it all on all the different types of platforms. You know, He's the Rock's father. He's been uh, in the history books as being the one of the first and half of the first uh, African-American tag team champions with Tony Atlas. He's a hall of famer. They gave the rundown and all that stuff. So whatever there's like somebody passes away, it's pretty much just a story of like, oh, our condolences that sucks kind of a thing. Cause what else more is there to say? But the other thing is, I don't know you got any fun memories or anything of Rocky Johnson. And this is one of those ones where, very much before my time. Yeah, mine as well. And also, like, I can't even really say I've seen a lot of footage. I'm almost, like, embarrassed to say at this point because he is The Rock's, you know, dad. He is a trailblazer. But, like, yeah, I know next to nothing as far as in-ring. I know he spent a lot of time in Memphis, but I haven't actually seen a lot of his stuff. So, yeah, I really can't say too much, unfortunately. I mean, it's definitely a tragic passing. Rock, as always, who just seems to be like this weird leader, almost like in a spiritual sense. He always comes up with the most eloquent words and phrases to describe things like pain and loss. but. I can't say personally I have too much of a fun memory of Rocky Johnson. Yeah, I don't remember like any of his matches that stood out to me or anything because even Tony Atlas has been around the WWE landscape more because he did the whole stuff with like Abraham Washington and he did the Legends House and he did the thing where he was talking about how the Bell Twins like to poop on each other or something like you know like all that stuff. Whoa. What? You, know, you never uh, saw that you shoot where he's talking about like that they're into like pissing on people or something. No. Yeah. That's uh check out the kayfabe commentaries or whatever it is. Wow. <laughs> of all the people I would have never guessed have like that. That's, ale- that's allegedly. Allegedly. Okay. That's yeah, allegedly. That's, that's that type of thing. But Tony Atlas is apparently like, he's got a foot fetish and stuff. So oh, but they get very, See the difference there is he's very open about that. He likes getting stomped in the face by women. He's, <laughs> that is his thing. He wants to, you know, look at your feet. Dude, we're getting off topic here. <laughs> if you want to talk more about how weird that is, dark casts. Yeah. Uh, but he's popped up more for things like that. So we have like funny things to go on with that and like the mark henry laugh uh not what well, not the mark henry laugh but the laugh and then the mark henry thing so rocky johnson he didn't really do any of that stuff he just kind of he retired and stayed retired and didn't make an ass of himself the way that Tony atlas does so you know that's uh i can't really say anything in particular about rocky johnson but of course any passing is a terrible thing especially and this one really felt like ooh, a legend an icon has passed away. 
Yeah, so our condolences, obviously, to their family and friends and all that stuff, because uh, that's. I mean, in Rocky, if you're listening, you know, my condolences. <laughs> but, you know, it's, it is sad. Rocky, and, if you're listening, dude, run for president. I would vote for you. <laughs> and also, you know, hit up the Patreon, because I'm sure you got a, a five grand to spare. And, you know, we could use it. Yeah, if you want to, you can pick up a t-shirt on T-Public <laughs> that says, I'd vote for The Rock and all that. He's got a shot. Yeah, more of a shot than Kane does. Although Kane, politician, you know. Mayor Kane t-shirt also on uh, T-Public and Redbubble. Get that shit in. Get that shit in. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, T-Public and Redbubble. Buy those merchandise things, everybody. So, uh, let's talk about, you know, we do stuff here on YouTube and we're trying to get our shit in, but if you're trying to get your shit in on Twitch, you're not doing that well when you're Impact. Because Impact Wrestling got banned from Twitch this week for the RVD segment, which was kind of their allusion to like the live sex celebration type of thing that has happened in the past. Uh, Twitch does not like that. Twitch has it in their rules that you should not have sexual content like that. So it's been a week now, something like that. Maybe a little bit less than a week, maybe like five days or something. But they still have not gotten their Twitch channel back up as far as I know. This is a rough start to the year for Impact Wrestling. When you take the Tessa Blanchard stuff and you combine it with this, it is not a good start for 2020 for Impact. With that being said, heel RVD, even though I don't think he should have squashed Brian Cage and Daga at the pay-per-view last week, is one of the funnest things on television right now. So if he's legitimately in a polyamorous relationship and he's legitimately doing these things, why not use it? Well, I can tell you why not, because Twitch doesn't want it on the channel. Well, you know what? (laughs) Poor Impact. And yes, they had a great relationship with Twitch. But I think, you know how when you're a baby and you outgrow your diapers, Impact has outgrown the diapers that that is Twitch, and they need to focus on making the big boy content on TV. That is my opinion. It's not Tony's opinion or Smart Moment's opinion or Fightful's or Russell's own. That's mine. But that's how I feel. Well, I never understood the idea of Twitch being like a sustainable resource for that kind of stuff. Channel. Uh, that's true. But still, like Twitch no, is no. the type of thing that like like I'm not I'm not saying the pursuit's better, but Twitch itself, if you're a TV show, because I mean they used to be on Spike. Right. And for you to go, when now we're on Twitch, anybody's gotta look at that as being like, all right, well, your company's not doing the way that it was. No, because here's the thing. They went from Spike to, to fifteen other America. things, yeah. And Decision America was like, weird, but okay, they got this cool block with Ring of Honor. And then they went to the TV Guide rebranded Pop Network. Yeah. And it was like, oh. And then they went to the fucking Pursuit channel. And everybody went, I've never heard of this. I don't have it. So by the time they had a pay-per-view in January of last year, they had to go. And guess what, everybody? We heard you. So now you have no excuse. We're on Twitch. They're on access now. They have a better deal. Focus on making TV content. Yeah, because Twitch is not the type of thing that you can really look at as being like, well, now we're a TV show and we've got this TV channel. It's not a TV channel. It is a completely different market nowadays than what it was 10, 15, 20 years ago. And now we do have streaming things and Twitch is a big, big platform for certain things. But Twitch is a platform for people to stream video games. And to do things like, you know, they have their own like little cooking thing or, you know, podcasty type of stuff. Even I don't want to look too much into the Twitch thing. I, I've thought about it and it's a possibility to get into down the line. But in 2016, for some reason, it became a big platform for pro wrestling. Like everybody was trying their hand on Twitch. 
And, you know, I think AAA is the most successful promotion that runs stuff on Twitch in English. And I guess Impact tried their hand and it worked to a degree. Like they would just show random classic episodes. By the way, if you have a smart TV and you have the Pluto TV app, Impact Wrestling does have a channel there. You can catch like random fucking asylum episodes or like the best of staying. And sometimes that shit is fun to pop on and just like, Oh man, TNA was really good. You know, cause you do have those moments. But impact where they are now, they don't need to focus on Twitch. So I'm going to call it a blessing in disguise. I, you know, how I feel with merging things and that there shouldn't be a hundred different types of ways for you to get the different types of content and stuff. The only reason why you can find Smartout Moment on not just YouTube, but iTunes and Stitcher and Spotify and Google Play and Anchor and all those different things is because they don't take away from each other all that much. Like it's pretty much everything that's on the audio only stuff is all lumped in together as the same metrics. And then YouTube's different. So there's two ways, but yeah, I'll post my stuff on smartcomoment.com, but it's the YouTube thing and I'll post it on the wrestling news, but it's the same YouTube thing. And for them to want to be like on Twitch and on was it Pluto? I don't even heard of that. Pluto, yeah, yeah. So like, so if you have like a smart TV, sometimes they'll be like, and you don't even need cable, free TV included. They're giving you Pluto. Huh. That too. Like we're at a time frame right now, and I don't know. Maybe we'll talk and about this gonna, more on like the, a dark bubble, cast or something. But the yeah. bubble is going to burst. It's so just big, and it's the type of thing that like it's going to burst quicker than what it normally would because. Because it's bursting now because people are already done. Well, look at like VHS tapes were around for so many years. And eventually we got the technology for DVDs. And DVDs were around for so many years. And DVDs are still going because when they created HD DVDs and Blu-rays, people were like, this is just the same. It's just slightly better quality. I'm not going to buy a Blu-ray player for that. And it was right around when we started to do things like Netflix and stuff. So it became like they they skipped the generation of the Blu-rays, essentially. I don't know many people that buy Blu-rays. At I least, feel like I know a few people that are like, no, I got to get the Blu-ray. Now I don't know almost anybody that does. Except for well, somebody no, like... Now I don't know anybody that wants physical media. I still see an appreciation for some of that stuff, but I haven't bought a Blu-ray in years. Because I'm like... All right. The only reason that I would really want a Blu-ray is for the special features. And if the special features aren't good, why would I buy it? You know, and you watch it once and you're done. But with stuff like, uh, you know, we've got HBO Max and we've got Disney Plus and this kind of stuff, like something like Twitch to me is kind of if you're Impact and you're on Axis and you're on Twitch and you're on Pluto and you're on that and you're on this and you can find the stuff on the their own network thing. What's that called again? It's uh, uh Impact Plus. Impact Plus, yeah. So I so, flirt with that one. Like there, like right now, I'm considering resubscribing because again, there are moments where you just go, you know what? I really feel like just watching TNA from when I was a teenager, and it was the true alternative. But, like, I often find myself canceling immediately. Like, you get that quick fix, and you're like, all right, I'm out. Because it's just, it's not the network. It's The network has everything. And for anyone who wants to say shit about, oh, I'm going to cancel my network. Listen, you cannot argue that it is a great deal. I, still I know you just think kinda... it's worth every penny. It is like, I mean, that's the type of thing that if you I recently, I, uh, been watching those like old Royal Rumbles and stuff. Like I tried to go to sleep last night, tweeted about it at six something in the morning of like, oh, what, this isn't working. <laughs> what Rumble did you watch? Greatest Royal Rumble. All right. How does that hold up? You're far removed from it. It doesn't immediately affect you. How do you feel about it? I actually enjoy the Greatest Rumble, uh, Royal Rumble quite a bit. It's good. There's a lot of fun moments in that. Look at that. See what happens sometimes when you get to take a step back? I remember liking that at the time. Braun Strowman wins, so that's good. <laughs> yeah. I Crown really Jewel was the thing that sucked. 
this was like prior to the Lashley stuff. And I really was like, all right, they're going to go with Lashley huge and they're going to put Lashley over. And you can actually hear this discussion in our greatest Royal Rumble preview. Yeah. (laughs) We're talking about Lashley. We're talking about big casts, you know, going to do that whole thing. None of us uh, saying anything about Hiroki Sumi. Because <laughs> we didn't no, know that guy. It's that uh, sumo wrestler that pops up in there for a couple seconds. What, was Ho Ho Loon in that one too? <laughs> like, <laughs> no, Ho Ho Loon was not a part of it. Baba Tunde was, and he's big. Baba Tunde was, yeah, he's big, and a lot of other people in that were not. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. The one takeaway I had of that was like, Brian just came back a week ago. Yeah, and you, you fuckers are throwing him <laughs> in an hour long. Yeah, an hour and fifteen minutes long. Crazy. But uh yeah, so Impact getting banned from Twitch, it's not a good thing for Impact at all. But it's not gonna kill the brand. They've got the Axis stuff, so that's that's fine. You know, you mentioned HBO Max, and this one isn't on your list, but I'm gonna transition here. AEW gets renewed through 2023. Cool. With the caveat being they're going to get a second show. That can yeah. Be on any of the Warner platforms, it's already been reported by the rap that it's just going to be dark transitioning and moving over to TNT. Okay, that's what I was going to ask you about because I'm seeing contradictory things. I've been seeing it's a different show. I've been seeing that it's dark. I'm seeing that it's it is dark, but they're also going to have something on the YouTube channel, which I'm like, well, isn't that just dark then? Like, well, the the quote from the uh, Warner Media source said, "We're looking into repackaging the dark brand, and we still want to have stuff on YouTube, obviously, to bridge the gap, but not the whole. We're not going to give you the whole show." So I would assume with that wording if they're quote-unquote repackaging dark i would guess that they're they're gonna record matches before and after the way that they've been doing it and that's gonna air as that show but they don't want to call it aew dark because it's not dark matches anymore at that point because it is being taped ahead of time yet they'll probably do dark as maybe like the studio thing and put that on YouTube, you know how they have. For some reason, they've been on this uh, trend recently where it's Tony Schiavone hitting on Dasha, and that's basically, which, basically all which, that they do. Which is fine. Like I, I'm probably in my own world here, but I think Shivani is the best of like the prior generation commentators that's still going. Because you got him, Ross, and Lawler. No, oh, you, you compare the three of them, then Shivani's better. Yeah, yeah, Shivani's clearly the most motivated and he's having the most fun and he's saying the right names and (laughs) (laughs) And, like don't get me wrong jerry waller i'm a huge fan but i can't do that anyway like that's that thing that he does is just too much um and jr i i genuinely i do not want to shit talk jr jr i feel genuinely bad for because i can tell that he's just at a stage in his life where it's not clicking, and he see, he seems to be very aware of that, and it hurts him, and I, I want the best for JR. Do you think that they're going to do more of, like, I don't know if you would really kind of constitute it, kind of like how they keep doing these things now. They, it's This is, again, another type of thing where I'm like, my instinct is merge, but... They've got being the elite. They've got this um, wrestlers and hotels eating food or something like that parody of uh, comedians and cars getting coffee. They've got the road to blah, blah, blah that they do all the time. Then they got dark. And then they've got dynamite. That's basically their content that they're putting out. Five shows. Technically speaking, being the elite and the food one are like the bucks and stuff and not actually AEW. So that doesn't quite count, but the road to such and such. And, I love that. I uh, think those are great. 
and the AEW Dark stuff and all that. Do you think that that's kind of their goal is that they're going to put the matches on the Warner stuff and then AEW Dark is going to be more of like the promos and video packages behind the scenes type stuff and that's about it? Or do you think that they're still going to do matches on YouTube? I think because they're lazy because everybody's lazy. It's 2020. They're going to keep the name dark and they're going to say it's dark because it's on a Friday at 11 p.m. and it's AEW after dark. You know, I see them doing that. That makes sense. Uh, If I were in the pitch meeting and somebody pitched that to me, I'd be like, you know, what? that probably works. (laughs) um, It's funny. I think that is a great series and it really sets the tone nicely. I'm glad they brought them back because they had stopped them for a while because they're not doing that TV now. They didn't have like, hey, we need to build to all out. So we're going to have road two, but like this stuff really works well. Um, wrestlers in hotels ordering room service is fine. You know, like it's harmless. Being the elite, if that went away, I think people would honestly throw feces at the young bucks. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you know, we used to be in an era where people brought a lot of signs. You can't do that anymore. But yeah, you know, take a crap in your pants and <laughs> fling it over to them. I because that's such an iconic part of their brand. That being said, the only one that I genuinely care about is Dynamite and Road Two because Road Two involves the actual story. Truth be told, I don't watch Road Two. You don't need to because they're, they're they're short. And I wouldn't expect you to watch them, but like it's video packages. Just uh, they're very fill well you done. In. They're very well done. It's the equivalent of WWE putting a, a day of type thing on there. It's supplemental. You don't need to know it if you've watched Dynamite and all that. And if, so, since we're talking AEW, let's talk about them signing Taz. What do you think? What are your thoughts here? Uh, I am of two opinions when it comes to Taz. I think that Taz has a lot of value, but he's also somebody that is a little bit overrated. So yeah, like if I were them, I'd probably sign him and you bring Taz in a couple different times. Like they've done, they've tested him out. He seems to, I guess, get along well enough with the group. So that's cool. You already know that. At the very least, he's somebody that you can call in to fill in the blank if you're, you know, you're running into a situation where Shivani's not able to join in. Well, yeah, put Taz on there. Uh, I hope he's not the replacement for Jim, or that they wouldn't, that they're not going to rotate Shivani to replace Jim and have Taz in the Shivani role. I like Jr. I'm, I like Taz when he was calling SmackDown and like the ruthless aggression era. I didn't really care for Yambag Yahtzee Taz in TNA. Like, everything was like, oh, man, he hit him right in the Yambag. Like, he was just so checked out. Maybe (laughs) if he cares about AEW, that won't be the case. See, my favorite Taz is befuddled Taz, where he's like, (laughs) and you're just like, dude, you're not even saying anything. It's just a bunch of different uh, (laughs) sounds. He's the Tasmaniac. He's reverting back to his roots. What was the thing? Like I, I always make fun of the fact that when he was trying to say the enigmatic assholes and he couldn't do that when it was Jeff Hardy and Mr. Kennedy tagging <laughs> up and, and he was like the enig. Oh, I love this name. It's the enig. Enig. I'm just gonna call them me assholes. <laughs> but he did something this past week with the Bash at the Beach episode where it was something very similar to that. And I, I wanted to try to remember what it was and I didn't write it down. Where it was like, um, he wanted to say like the word like illustrious or something. Or no, no, no. He wanted to say something about. Yeah, I think that's what it was. It was he mixed up illustrious and illustration. I don't remember which one he was supposed to say, but the one of them he did the opposite. Then he was like, "Oh, I meant to say that" or whatever. And I'm like, "All right, that is reminiscent to me of like Booker on commentary, where it's bad, but it's entertaining bad." And I don't know. Maybe Taz. It kind of depends a little bit more on what this new show is too. Like if this is. Basically, we're making another show. We're going to put it on these other platforms, and it's going to be the other matches that we would normally air on AEW Dark on YouTube. I think they're going to need a more regular 
commentary team. And probably, if they're able to, maybe Taz fills in that role. Maybe it's Taz and Excalibur or something. Or Taz and Alex Marvez or, you know, whoever they want to put in there. Um, you know... Golden Boy, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But, but there's also that rumor about Taz being the on-screen matchmaker. Like a general manager type? Yeah. That could be the case. See, and I like that idea. I like that idea for that role being in AEW. I just don't think Taz is the guy. AEW is in a weird situation where we know these people have, you know, Cody and Brandy and all them. They have control over it. And for that, it's sort of like, well, why isn't he just making that MJF match? You know? And if they're right. all cool with each other, you know, Cody's hanging out with Tony Khan at New Year's Eve and stuff. And it's like, all right, well, if it all comes down to Tony Khan makes the matches, why isn't Tony Khan being a, a bro and be giving him like, you know, okay, there's your match with MJF because they're, they're pals, you know? Because it's so, it, it's so like, oh, but it's all work and you know it's a work and just play along. Yeah. So if they bring in somebody as like the figurehead Jack Tunney type of role. That could make a difference, and that could be like the the suspension of disbelief sort of thing. But yeah, hey, honest to God, if Jack Tony had children or grandchildren, I would seek those people out and be like, <laughs> "I think that'd be good." Yeah, you'd got to seek out Royal Monsoon's kids, and do all that. Oh well, you'd be serious. Yeah, you know, President Monsoon transitions over with all that the way that they've done with all the other things. Uh, get. Heenan's kid to be like the other one that does the opposite brand and <laughs> kind of play around with that. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Taz as a commentator, he's got value to him, so I totally understand it. The idea of them doing a new show—have they said where that's gonna go yet? It's just so again, Warner at some point. Report, it's just gonna be on TNT still. I until I see otherwise, I'm saying that legendary six oh five on Saturday night on TBS because Cody is obsessed with, you know, paying homage to that time. And I'm saying if they don't get it, they at least talked about it. Cody at least asked, can I get 605 on Saturday on TBS? Because <laughs> uh, TBS, I mean, that was... And they're uh... like, no, C- Cody, our, our slogan is very funny. It's like, that's fine. We'll give you humor. We'll keep, can we put being the elite on 605 on Saturday on TBS? It's like, what do you mean you you want some humor? Chris Statlander is booping the nose of Orange Cassidy. <laughs> Orange Cassidy's humor. <laughs> He's also seriously the best person on the roster. <laughs> yeah, I mean, who knows what happens with Dark, if they call it Dark, if they switch the name up, if they keep Dark, but they switch it to something else on the YouTube channel or whatever. Uh, I mean, hopefully they shed some light on dark pretty soon. Yeah. If I were them and I had been approached about this idea of um, bringing this other show in and getting more money from TNT and Turner and all that, I'd get rid of the YouTube thing, you know, because YouTube's not going to make you as much money as that TV deal is. So worst case scenario, you get rid of that on YouTube and you don't have it on YouTube. Maybe they'll figure out something else. Maybe that'll be something that's matches. Maybe it's something that isn't. We'll find out. We'll let you know. We'll watch it. We'll see what happens. As far as other contracts, Kalisto has apparently signed a multi-year contract extension with WWE. And that goes in contrary to everything that he had been saying for the past couple of months. So he and Grand Metalik had both tweeted stuff out that was saying like, that they weren't interested. Bitch. Yeah, they were talking about how they're free agents in 10 months, and this was however many months ago. Grand Meth League had done that whole thing where he was like, hey, so where should I go after I leave WWE? Should I go to AAA? Should I go CMLL? You know, that kind of thing. So he might still leave, but if this is all true, which uh, Sheet and Inc. and other places have been reporting about it, so I guess it is true. I guess we'll find out on WWE Backstage where... Uh, Ryan Satin will come in and go, hey, everybody, remember, I'm here. The I do contract things. All right, see you later. Everybody. Well, it'd be cool if, in this case, he could just be like, yeah, as I exclusively broke on my freaking website, you know, right. at least designed. 
Yeah, that'd be so much better. I don't know why they're not giving him more to do. But um, they gotta have cool. They gotta I have act. time for that stupid uh, the promo, promo class, promo school, and the um, psychi- uh psychiatrist <laughs> bit. You know, you gotta waste your time with that stuff. And the yeah. the every week part of the show where people go, oh when you're just repeating what people are saying on social media yeah, and saying, Hey, fuck you. Page. No, I don't think that they have like Renee Young's there all the time. Booker's there all the time. Christian page, Ember moon, all the people that are just like available here and there. CM Punk. I think it's just sort of like a rotating duo. Why did you get Southern all of a sudden when you said available? You're all the people that are available. All the like people you- that are available. <laughs> You know, just spitting uh, in the wind, and they're just, uh, you know, they doing their thing in the state of Tennessee. <laughs> well, by that rationale, uh, Kalisto, he's going to be in here for a couple more years. Uh, we're going to see him doing his stuff. And God, if I did a whole fucking podcast like that, <laughs> I think you would quit podcasting after that. <laughs> Still want to do um, my, uh, my, silent radio hour type of show we're, you we're know. going to do it we're gonna do you like know. this jazz this jazz Smooth radio. jazz yeah. and it's coming to you sooner i think than you than you would even imagine <laughs> well but, if you want us to do one of those things in the future remember you can always donate to the patreon for special episodes of different things because the uh, patreon is where we do a lot of different weird things we've got patreon exclusive episodes called the dark cast speaking of aew dark a little bit of fun on that side. And you could get access to that for $10 a month. Now, if you want a little more, there's the Pick Your Poison tier. And the Pick Your Poison tier is suddenly getting a little southern there. So, <laughs> Pick Your Poison tier is where you can donate to uh, have us do some specific uh, gimmicks and stuff. So, we had recently done the fan tracks or fan ounce table. That's the name of it. I could keep my gimmicks straight we did the fan ounce table of the 2010 royal rumble and we weren't really feeling it all that much but thankfully guest five swooped in his donation ended up leading towards the 2007 royal rumble fan ounce table so So go check those out and if you want to be a part of any of those as well and you know you're like man i really want you guys to do a different fan ounce table you didn't do 95 or something then if you donate to that tier and you request it, then we'll do it. You haven't talked enough about Mabel. Yeah, we didn't, we want more Mabel. Why why have you not done Superstar Scores Mabel yet? Well, you know, special episode 100 of that. I don't know. <laughs> but, why yeah. is it that every time I leave you, I just want to watch Mabel? Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's better to watch Mabel than Bam Neely. Eric Escobar, Ricky Ortiz. <laughs> Um, as far as Kalisto, I think it was in Sasha Banks' contract that she had to be on the same brand as Bailey, and you had to throw however much money at Kalisto he wanted so she could have a friend. There's that, and then there's like uh, the next time he that got injured. Thing. The next time Xavier Woods does the contract, he'll be like, "No, no, no! I want Tyler Breeze on my show this time." Oh yeah, that was so sad and funny. But it was just like, no. Like, I'm losing peace. They're taking all my people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, Kalisto News is kind of surprising to me. I thought that he was not going to re-sign. And now I'm thinking even more so that Grand Metal League is still going to go. And that, that just means that Lucha House Party is just going to be a twofer. But maybe we get some other people in the mix. Maybe they split the brands up. I don't know what they do with that. But Kalisto, at least he's sticking around. I don't know how long. I'm assuming five years. But the reasoning supposedly, is that he re-signed because he still feels like there's more for him to do. Granted, there is more for him to do. I mean, he's never won King of the Ring, Money in the Bank, Royal Rumble, a World Championship. The dude is a cruiserweight champion, two-time United States champion, tag team champion. He's done quite a bit. Like, I don't think you can really scoff at that. He's done very well for himself compared to somebody like Sankara or... Uh, Unico, you know, some of the different people in the past that have been under masks. Uh, what was, um, uh, Ricardo's name? El Local? Uh, uh, El Local, which yeah. is stupid. <laughs> so, 
at least he's sticking around for a little bit. You know, you've got a mid Carter, a cruiserweight, somebody who could be in NXT. I don't know. I like Kalisto. I'm cool with him sticking around. Yeah, I just hope he actually gets a chance to do a good lucha thing. <laughs> That's still one of the best. I loved that so much. A good uh, lucha thing. Damn. <laughs> oh, damn it. Damn. <laughs> Well, unfortunately, even though Kalisto is signing uh, an extension, it does not seem like that's the case with Jazzy Gabbard. Now, Talk about out of the blue, this was. What the fuck was that? This is still confusing, and we might get more clarification of this on Thursday when they air the episode, but I, I had a brain fart moment, I guess. I had thought that they had announced ahead of time that Ginny was going to face Killer Kelly. I thought that that was the case. Apparently I had like, it's it's Mandela effect. It's, you know, me just being tired. I don't know. But apparently the thing that they did advertise was Jazzy versus Killer Kelly. And that is supposed to take place this week. Now, spoiler alert for the tapings that took place. That match didn't happen. The match didn't happen because supposedly, again, this is from her account. So I can't imagine that she's just lying about it. She got into a car accident, and they didn't medically clear her to be able to wrestle that match. However, what's weird about this whole thing is she tweets out that she's a free agent. But she just says, free agent. So she doesn't say, I'm leaving WWE, and I'm going to elsewhere, and whatever, and I'm not re-signing my contract and stuff. There's been speculation and rumors and scuttlebutt and whatever about the idea that what happened is she had her deal expire and WWE decided not to renew it or she decided not to renew it. And that that's just like they signed her in like January and it just kind of happened and that's the end of it. But what's weird to me about this whole setup is if they didn't plan to have her resign, like they chose that they didn't want to resign her, why would they book her in a match against Killer Kelly? It must have been something that happened suddenly. And maybe it was like, all right, we're going to resign you. And then she got the car accident. And it's like, hey, you're not under contract. What do we do here? Hey, I'm fine. Maybe I'll just go my separate way. Okay. You know, I'm really curious what we can find out about this because I first interpreted this as she tweeted out free agent because Ginny apparently cut some kind of a promo on her. Yeah. And why would they bother cutting the promo too? Like if they know that day, actually she might've uh, cut the promo on the second day. Now that I'm thinking about it, I'm not too sure. Let me double check that in a minute. But if that's the setup that they had in mind where they were going to do something with like, you know, this feud between Ginny and Jazzy, they should have at least signed her to an extension to do Unless that Unless the promo is, fuck you, I don't need you, and she's never seen again. Which could be the case. Uh, she did the promo the second day, January 18th. So I'm if, leaning towards, it was more like, screw you, I don't need you. I'll, you know, I'll catch you down to, the road. Yeah, it means to write her off TV. And if that's the case, then yeah, by all means, that could mean that Jazzy's gone. But it could also mean free agent that she's not quote unquote hired by Ginny anymore. I don't know. They're very into work on the internet. We'll find out at some point and it'll be like, oh, okay, that's what they're doing. I think if we see any kind of backstage segment of Jazzy saying like, you know, that she quits uh, working for Ginny, then maybe she didn't leave. But if we just get some promo a couple weeks down the line and they like ignore the fact that they had advertised this Killer Kelly match, then I think that Jazzy's gone. But that sucks if she's gone because she's somebody who I was hoping could actually be, you know, somebody. The whole please sign Jazzy thing. I was like, yeah, sign Jazzy. She seems cool, you know. So I guess we'll find out. I don't know. We will. Oh, what do you think about Russo saying he's going to be a free agent? That's still just so confusing to me about this whole idea that Lana resigned and he didn't. Maybe he's just trying to get to the deadline and really get a lot more money. But 
maybe he wants to leave and Lana doesn't. And that seems so strange to me because why would you want to split that? I don't know. Do you well, expect him to stay or do you expect it. him to leave? I expect him to stay. I'm leaning more towards that too. The weird thing is with the way they booked Roth tonight, I don't even know what that was. I still don't understand what the whole Liv Morgan side of this is. Yeah, they she's come back and a lot of people are appeased by the fact that it's like, well, she's main eventing. And it's like, yeah, but she's not doing anything of significance. Yeah, and this should not have been the main event. Go on Twitter at the time that the ladder match was going down and everybody agrees that that should have been the main event. Let's talk about that. Uh, Actually, before we talk about that, let's talk about WWE Untold. Then we'll round things out by talking about Raw. So they had a new episode of Untold. It's Ray, Eddie, and the Rumble. And it focuses on Ray and Eddie and the Rumble. Uh, The idea of (laughs) Eddie Guerrero's passing and Rey Mysterio uh, following that up with the Royal Rumble 2006 win and then the championship win and, you know, what they meant to each other and... You know, that kind of retrospective, which I like that quite a bit. Watch this special. This is what I bought the network for. Watch this. This is great. You get behind-the-scenes stuff of Eddie, which might have been for his Cheating Death, Stealing Life documentary, being interviewed by Paul Heyman, of all people, with the final question being, and what do you think people will remember about Rey Mysterio? You get stories of Ray basically saying that that Halloween Havoc classic almost didn't happen because Ray almost walked out of the company because Eric Bischoff wanted him to lose his mask. You get stuff like Dominic talking about the custody thing and how he didn't want to do it because he doesn't like cameras, but then he thought, money can buy me toys. Yeah, and he kept getting Twizzlers. (laughs) I, I love that. And then you just get like the sheer fucking he kind of alludes this to he being Ray that you know you've more than made peace with the fact that he's gone but then you bring up this stuff and you just like immediately you get emotional like all of a sudden I found myself somebody posted it oh if you can watch that without legitimately tearing up then you're a liar and I was like yeah I'm how many times have I not heard, oh, Eddie's, you know, so sad, and Eddie's death is so sad, and we miss him so much. I thought I could handle that. But hearing Ray be like, yeah, I wanted to see his body before they took him off. I was like, that's so fucking intense. Can you imagine being like, I need to see my friend's body. Yeah. Please please don't take him out of the hotel room. I need to see his body. But that's really fucking heavy. And I'm not, I know we fuck around a lot. I'm not being funny when I say, I did not realize at the time how enhanced Eddie Guerrero's appearance was by the end. He was bulging with vascularity and muscles. I was like, okay, that is not Eddie Guerrero. When I think of Eddie, that is not what I think of. Yeah, but it makes sense. He's on, you know, the higher platform. Vince McMahon always likes bigger guys. He's got that pressure, and that sucks. It sucks a lot. Um, I didn't know that he never visited the grave. That surprised me. Yeah. That took him until 2019 to actually visit the grave. That was like, hmm. I would have thought that that would have been like, you know, a year later at most or something. But everybody agrees in different ways and stuff too. That's another thing. Uh, I I thought this was one of the best network specials of all time. Yeah, very good. Definitely see it. Definitely don't skip it. Um, we got a lot more that are coming this week later on. We got like a Chronicle, we got a 24 special. So there's going to be kind Chronicles of fun. Morrison, who's on 24? I think it's a uh, mania. Mm. If I remember correctly. That'll be fun. Not, I usually like those quite a bit. 
So I obviously expect to do those on the uh, the hot tags next week. And uh, anything else that pops up, we'll add that in there. But let's round this out with a review of Monday Night Raw. Yeah, we've been doing that quite a bit lately. So we start off the episode with promo, as we normally do. You got to eat up 10, 15 minutes. Blah, blah, blah. Now, does Rollins name the group? Nope. Okay. Still don't have a name yet. Keeps referring to everybody as his disciples, but I guess they just are not figuring out a tag team name yet or some kind of a faction, like, you know, stamp of approval for any kind of names. But that's just a test standard, you know, promo, promo, people come out, they fight. And we're setting up later that we're going to get a raw tag team title situation. And we'll talk about that in a minute. But then we had our ladder match. Andrade beats Rey Mysterio to retain the title. Lots of interference from Zelina Vega. Lots of dangerous spots. Holy shit. We cannot skip over this. Like this was very scary at very several places. Multiple times it was like uh, if they were slightly off, that would have been a big problem. Like Ray tried to do the sunset for Powerbomb, mm-hmm. but let him go. And like they both just go crashing in this awkward way. Yeah. Um, Ray again must have thought he was in the ring with Eddie in Las Vegas in 97 because the dude was dangling from the apparatus that holds the belt and tried to drop down on him and do a Hurricanrana. Like that. I've never seen Jeff Hardy in his prime do that shit. So kudos to Ray for trying. But that fell apart sloppily. The Hammerlock DDT through the ladder, which is just... Lots of just cringeworthy spots, but like really fun shit. And Andrade retains, and Umberto Carrillo returns to a... The legendary. Yeah, attack him and and make me go, ah, shit. Because... I don't care. And if they're going to try to build this whole thing up of like, Carrillo is back and he's going to take that title from Andrade. Well, he challenged him for the Rumble already. uh, I didn't even know. I didn't even know that that was a thing. I must have blocked that out. What's the matter, Tony? That's just so blah. You don't like Humberto Carrillo? He's not your guy? Not my guy. He's but, not my guy. I, like, I'm gonna call him Ricardo Maivia until he like shows me something different, <laughs> some personality. Yeah, yeah. I'm just not into that. I've mentioned you it before. Know what me off is I thought it was fucking Dominic. Hmm. I'm like, okay, he's wearing a mask. All right, we're just gonna do this, and then he pulls it off like it's actually me, Umberto Carrillo. <laughs> like what? It should have been McMahon. Yeah, it was much better. <laughs> it was me, Andrade. <laughs> Alistair Black, uh, one shot, a jobber. That was rad. His name. It's just, you know, kicking to the head and that's it. That was rad. Then we have a Paul Heyman promo, which is just essentially, remember oh. everybody, if you didn't watch the past couple of weeks, remember Brock Lesnar's in the Royal Rumble because they got to do that fucking every single week. And then... And then Ricochet. Ricochet comes out. He says he's not afraid of fighting Brock Lesnar. Lesnar walks away. through him. And Ricochet says, oh, Lesnar must be afraid. And Lesnar goes, fuck you. Kicks him in the gonads and just says, you know, I'm going to Rochambeau for Royal Rumble a little bit. And says he's not scared and walks away again, which is like, all right. So this is either building, and we're going to talk so much about this, but... Lesnar's either getting punked out in two seconds, like Goldberg style, or he's going to throw 29 people over the top rope. Well, we will talk more about specifics when we talk about the Royal Rumble predictions. We're probably going to do a twofer. We're probably going to do Worlds Collide and Royal Rumble predictions on Wednesday. So this should be up Wednesday night, Thursday morning, however long it takes to record and edit. But, um, Maybe my opinion will change in the meantime, but at least right now, I'm of the opinion that Lesnar is getting eliminated by the number two one. As long as it's not Cain Velasquez. Uh, no, I think it's Cain Velasquez. <laughs> as long as it's not Cain Velasquez, do whatever you want. I'll go so far as to say he gets eliminated by number two, and number two is Cain Velasquez, or 
and the only other or option is he gets eliminated by Cain Velasquez, who's like number five. I think that it's guaranteed at this point, but I'm going with Drew McIntyre eliminated. I think Brock Lesnar is either winning or Drew McIntyre eliminates Brock Lesnar and then goes on to fight him at WrestleMania. We'll see. Uh, we'll talk more about that later this week, but we did get Drew McIntyre against Randy Orton and they fought to a no contest. The OC attacked them. They fought them off. Orton used a chair and then Orton decided that he was going to call McIntyre a tough son of a bitch and then give him an RKO. McIntyre grabbed a mic afterward and he, you know, short end of this whole thing is he said, yep, all right, I underestimated that you'd hit me with an RKO, but fuck you, I'm going to kick your head off at the Royal Rumble and win. So interesting because they're both kind of baby faces. They're both kind of tough, uh, you know, kind of like mean, but not heel type kind of characters and they've been alluding to this whole idea of those two of them against each other for a couple weeks now and it, they sort of took a different direction and now I'm just confused I don't know where they're going with any the of this. promo that he cut made me think alright you're fighting Lesnar I don't know what they're going to do with guys like Owens but McIntyre's McIntyre Lesnar or I'll throw this black sheep out there no pun intended it's either McIntyre or Lesnar, or I'm going to go Aleister Black, Brock Lesnar. Uh, I'm not going to at all think that that's the case. But... Because they're do- – like, you just don't know. How do you know number two is not Dio Madden and Dio Madden doesn't throw that? <laughs> you laugh. But... I'd laugh. I, uh, I'd like it if um, Dio Madden came out and did that. Dio Madden's tall. You know, I could see him standing up to Lesnar. Not gonna happen, but uh, I don't know if they're gonna go Orton McIntyre at Mania, like I had originally thought, and then I thought, okay, well they're not going in this direction. I don't know if they're going Orton and McIntyre and Edge against the OC. I don't know if I they're, that. you know, it, it's there's by the end of Royal Rumble, I think we're gonna be in a situation where we're gonna have to change our perception about Mania for quite a bit of things. I don't know though. At least for this segment, though, McIntyre and Orton both look pretty strong. They're clearly still feuding with the OC, so something's all going to happen there. Becky Lynch beat Kyrie Sane by submission. That means Kyrie's back in action, which is good. And Asuka attacked Becky Lynch after the match, so that's just you know standard operating procedure. I'm going to beat you at the Royal Rumble, blah, blah, blah. Hold on, let's talk about Sarah Shriver being like, like getting a little uh, mean gene on her, being like, is this really the kind of person you want to be, you know, hiding behind mist and other people? I thought that was really different. Do you know what Oscar said in return? No. She fucking said easy peasy. That came out of her mouth. <laughs> Then we had the most eventful part of the night. New tag team champions are crowned. Viking Raiders Weird. lose to not AOP. AOP. <laughs> they lose to Obviously Rollins AOP. and Murphy. And my immediate thought was, and I might be wrong. I don't know. This isn't like, you know, some oh, backstage report says whatever. But my thoughts are they gave the belts to Rollins and Murphy so that Rollins and Murphy could lose them to the Viking Raiders in February. And the Viking Raiders can continue to feud with the stable and fight AOP at WrestleMania. And that they just didn't want to do AOP winning the titles now because how do you stretch it out for four months? But that's still stupid. I didn't say it was a great idea. I'm just saying I'm pretty sure that that's where they're going. Where because I can't see Rollins and Murphy being the tag team champions going into Mania unless they've got a tag team lined up that they really specifically want to feud with them. But that just like seems strange. So if Rollins and Murphy hold the titles and they lose them at the Saudi Arabia show, that could happen. Granted, the Saudi Arabia show, we don't know if it's the 20th of February or the 27th. Seems like it's the 27th. But we also don't know who's going to compete because last time they had a lot of issues. 
And people like Buddy Murphy were tweeting out that they would never go back again. And now we're in even a worse situation with this whole Iran and the United States. And yeah, that's not making that situation any better. So if Rollins and Murphy and Viking Raiders and all these people that could potentially be a part of that card do go, then yeah, they could very easily have the Viking Raiders beat them for the titles in Saudi Arabia. And then AOP keeps attacking them and you set up the idea that AOP is fighting for uh, the belts of mania, but I don't know. I was surprised that this happened. I was very surprised. They gave them every out in the world to just do a run-in situation, but now. Also, it seems like Big Show just is not a part of this anymore. What do you mean? You mean that uh, Big Show showed up in my way again? No. <laughs> Street Profits uh, had a weekend update parody. Uh, they had a pretty decent joke that uh, that I think then ended up falling flat afterward. But the decent joke was the idea that everybody keeps doing these reboots in Hollywood now. And then they showed the Miz and Morrison teaming up again. And if they would have left it at that, it would have been funny. And then they kind of, oh, look at that. That's whatever. Oh, man. Well, that changes this. I'm like, I you killed the joke. Well, let's talk about it. Let's talk about Otis, a video package of Otis with Val Venus and his theme song in the background. I mean, I couldn't even tell that there was a difference. It's clearly the next Val Venus. I mean, he is. What a stud. Am I right? <laughs> I love that gif that's going around. That was like, as soon as it happened on SmackDown, I was like, that's a gif. Because oh. he took her in his arms and he just went... Like with the with the tongue, it's like, how are you making that? How are you getting away with this? <laughs> like you're, you know, let's be real. He's a little bit of a, he's not a looker, and he's just being super creepy towards a very pretty girl. <laughs> like how? What I are mean, we doing here? It's been how many months that he's been going? I'm coming. <laughs> you know, like, I'm coming. I feel like this was originally designed for Bliss. And Bliss probably turned it down. No, because he's been flirting with Mandy since NXT. Oh, that's fair. Yeah, that goes way, way back. He's been calling her his peach for like two years now. (laughs) It's just as creepy as hell as it is. Uh, I don't know. Maybe we'll get some kind of payoff at Mania with uh, some fruitcake match or something. Fruitcake on a pole. Yeah. Uh, Eric Rowan and Matt Hardy had a match. Matt Hardy, of course, lost because Eric Rowan beats everybody. And the whole cage story gets a little bit different. This time around, after he gets bitten by whatever it is, he starts smashing the cage on the steps. You know, kind of be abusive towards this animal kind of thing. I'm not going to be surprised if there's some kind of animal cruelty people that are like, hey, shouldn't do that of whatever the thing's on the inside, of, even though there's nothing. Well, we never said it was an animal. Well, they can just say, well, there's nothing in there. <laughs> He's not hurting anything. And they'll be like, well, it's the fucking point of it. It's supposed to represent something. And I'm upset because I got on the wrong side of the bed this morning. And, you know, that kind of thing. But, uh, you never get up on the wrong side of the bed. Oh, you got to get up on the bed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Still don't know exactly what's in that cage, but at least Eric Rowan's fighting back, I guess. I don't know. If it's a fucking puppy, they can never show him actually hurting that because that would be horrendous. I, I can't believe that uh, your pulse is just sitting there in that cage. <laughs> well, if that was the case, it would be dead. The thing in the cage. No, I think you've got enough vigor in you that it's probably just loose biting people. <laughs> uh, Owens and Joe and Rollins are uh, declared for the Royal Rumble. Right now, WWE has only right. confirmed... Well, they've... 21? 22 men for... And four women. And four women. What the hell? <laughs> Yeah, SmackDown's going to be obnoxious. They're just going to go, I'm in, and I'm in, and I'm in, and I'm in. 
I mean, like, if you look at the rosters and you look at the promotional material, like, it's obvious that, like, Mandy Rose is going to be in and Sonya Deville is going to be in. And there's no reason why Liv Morgan wouldn't be in. And there's no reason why anybody who can wrestle would, wouldn't be in there. But it's still so weird that they're only at four. Like, why has there not been any instance of, like, Sasha or... Yeah, I I can understand not saying that, like, Tamina is coming back and making a big deal out of it. And I can understand not saying that Ronda Rousey's back and that's like, you spoiled a surprise or, you know, but, like, Naomi couldn't come back and say she's in it or Natalia couldn't say that she's in it. I kind of feel like Natty, not Natty, but uh, Naomi will be number one and they'll do that. Oh my, she's back. Ah! <laughs> By the way, how tall is Vic Joseph? Uh, I think Lawler's just older and has shrunk. Maybe. Cause I mean, Joseph's like foot and a half taller than him at this point. Yeah, Lawler's just gotten older. Uh, we had a backstage segment with Mojo Raleigh clarifying that he is not going to be the same type of 24-7 champion as all the that, others. This was so good. He is not going to flee, run around like everybody else does, and the Singh brothers try to win the title from him, and uh, I think it was Sunil that was underneath him trying to roll him up, and Mojo is just sort of like, no. Picks him up, throws him into the uh, the chest that's there, and walks away. You know, it's like, wow, Mojo Raleigh's got a little badass side to him that we just didn't know. And this is exactly the type of spot that we've been saying would have been good for like a Braun Strowman type. Yeah, I'm glad that he's getting a chance to shine. I didn't know that, you know, the 24 7 title was ever going to get to that point. So I'm glad. We'll see if it actually lasts, though. Wouldn't shock me at all if the title changes hands at the Royal Rumble. Boy, you just got to speak that shit into existence. Well, (laughs) then there you go. I am putting it out there. The 24-7 title will change hands during the Royal Rumble. (sighs) Tony, Tony, Tony. (laughs) You know, I'll go so far as to say I wouldn't be shocked if it changed hands twice. I'll go so far as to say no, you're wrong. What's the over-under, everybody? Leave a comment below. And we got our main event, which is the thing that everybody's most excited about. The mixed tag team match. Bobby Lashley and Lana, who cut a promo ahead of time that sucked. Uh, not surprised at all with that one. Against Liv Morgan and Rusev. And Why was... was this five minutes long? Why, why are they doing this thing where we're going back in time 10 years, if not 15, and experimenting with Hey, imagine if the Divas and the Diva segments headlined Raw. It's just stupid. Every week, I hate it. I didn't like this match. I didn't think it did anything for anybody. Not a fan. Terrible way to end Raw before Mania. I mean, before the Rumble. God, if they're still doing this before Mania. (laughs) Uh, Wouldn't shock me. For some Absolutely reason, not. they seem to think that this is like a gold mine, and I just cannot stand it. So, yeah, that was Monday Night Raw, and there's the hot tags. So, All right. thank you for listening to this, everybody. We uh, have a couple more plugs to talk about. Rob, I have Dude Felice on Twitter and Instagram. I have Fightful.com. Check out Fightful Select. Sean Ross Sapp works very hard. I would check out WrestleZone.com and the WrestleZone Daily. And we're doing that fast food Royal Yumble again. And if you want to, check out WZD on Public. There is a t-shirt there with a poster design. And all the proceeds go to the Australian wildfires. Because, you know, we should do some good in the world, guys. That's it for me. And I've mentioned before, obviously, there's the merchandise shops, the TeePublic and Redbubble. There's the Patreon, but there's also FanboysAnonymous.com. That's got a Patreon, and that's got a merch shop for both TeePublic and Redbubble. But it's just FanboysAnonymous.com in general. Go ahead and check out that site for geek culture topics, movie reviews and such. I have no idea 
what the next thing is that I have planned for that because I had originally planned on seeing 1917 and maybe doing a movie review of that. And it's been a while and that's been out and I just haven't gotten a chance to see it. So I don't think that that's going to be the case. I don't know if I'm going to try to write up any kind of like Oscars predictions before the Oscars happen. I usually try to, but I just haven't watched a lot of these movies yet. So I can't really chime in all that much. I'm going to try to watch some of them and get around to that when I can. But Roy Rumble Week is kind of killing it. They have a short award season this year. And that's usually like by the end of the of February, I've gotten time to do it. Now it's just sort of like, all right, well, let's just cut the three weeks out of the schedule. Oh, crap. Well, three weeks makes it to where I can't really, you know, have a lot of wiggle room. But if anything does happen, it'll be happening over on fanboysanonymous.com. And if you want to see more from that, then hit up the Patreon and, you know, donate to that. There is plenty of stuff happening on smartoutmoment.com that is not related to Smack Talk. So if you just keep checking smartoutmoment.com and the Facebook and Twitter at smartoutmoment, then every post that pops up, you will be aware of that. There is also the fact that we've got the mailbag coming up next week. This is going to be quarter one, and we won't do another one until around WrestleMania. Either going to be right before it or after it. Not entirely sure yet. So get those mailbag questions in now because you won't get a chance for another couple months. And the next time you guys are going to be hearing from us is going to be the World's Collide predictions and the Royal Rumble 2020 predictions. Then, of course, at the end of the week on Saturday and Sunday when those events happen, we will do the post shows for that. Maybe we'll do a dark cast in the meantime, if there's time. I don't know. Don't want to promise anything yet, but you can't find the dark casts anywhere but Patreon anyway. So if you are donating to that tier, then you can check out the one we already did. And who knows if there's more, but that's all happening all over the place. So just stay tuned and follow all the different stuff under a mango tree and you will see when things happen. So yeah, drop your comments below. Tell us your thoughts on these hot tags and anything else. And we will see you next time, everybody. This has been another Smart Out moment, and we're being counted out. 